million dollar Candy Rose. Candy Rose came out today and said since she's left WWE, she's made a cool one million dollars. Showing off her assets. I think it's safe to say we've seen the last bump in the ring from Mandy Rose. Ishan, my question to you is how much of that million dollars has come from your big concert? My man, my man, he's, he's, starting yeah, early. he's starting already. He's starting already. On mute already. He's like, man, it's I got to so mute up. Much, yeah, I, I can't spent say so much money. I got to mute up. I cannot <laughs> tell nobody that more than half of that came from the contribution. Of- you know, I thought I had this mute button under control, but maybe the mute button protects me in these kind of moments, right? But unfortunately, <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I have, uh, as a fan of Mandy Rose, I have not contributed anything to her new business adventure. Um, but I will say this though, man. Um, yeah, she's never coming back. She ain't never coming back. She, she's never coming back. She's making too much money. She's showing too much booty. She is giving these fans exactly what, what they want. You know. And I feel like for her, do what you gotta do. I ain't gonna say do what you gotta do, but do what you do. A million dollars, and you ain't gotta travel. Hey, but you know what side talk well? though? Because I. I wouldn't have, see this. These are the conversations that Matt likes to talk about on these podcasts that I never personally would do. Right? These are just side conversations I would have with him and our, some of our other friends. But I was going to text these guys. Our friend, we all we all family who listen to the TFW pod. So we yeah, you know, I, I got I got children. About? They can't know I'd be looking at Mandy Rose. Look, but you think Yo, about it, man. The she's making. The <laughs> hey, listen, man. You know, I don't know what to be. Hey, my mama listened to this podcast. Hey, shout like, out to Mama E. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I've been listening to the podcast over in OT at noon every Wednesday. Um, <laughs> but you think about something, right? So, like, she's making a million dollars, right? You know, especially with the women. It's, women's wrestling is kind of somewhat sexualized a little bit, right? These women are kind of mm-hmm. wearing very re- revealing clothing, things of that nature. And a lot of men are watching. Man, if you think about some of these women who are putting their bodies through the grind, if they were to stop and open up OnlyFans, I'm sure they probably could just make millions of dollars. Right? Like It's like probably a lot of women that can just stop what they're doing, open an account up, show a little cheek, and make millions of dollars. One of the ones we talked about last week, Lacey Evans. She is a walking bank, I'm sure, if she wanted to do that. I don't know if she wants to do that or not. And I guess... You know, depending on how you look at it, some people may look at that as disgraceful or not having morals. Like, I, I think we're past that in, in the age right now. I can here's the thing, why though. I would not want to do it. Because Tony Storm has one, right? And she's not, and even Mandy Rose to us, they're not like doing porn, quote unquote, right? They're just lingerie, un- underwear, things of that nature, stuff they're already kind of posting. And people are willing oh, to pay. Mandy Rose? Yeah. We've seen way more of Mandy I Rose. Heard Josh you and I asshole. both. There you go. I was about to say we know what color all her her body parts are. So she, that is she, way she, more than lingerie. She's she showing a little something. But like Tony Storm, for instance, right? She's making some some good coin on the side, you're right? And she's not necessarily showing everything, right? It's just it's just interesting. I, I wish I can you know get a little bit of fame and get me a big daddy only fan, right? You can do it right now, man. You can do it right now. Too bad that. This isn't episode 69. That would be like a perfect, perfect segue. Ooh, but it's not. We should, we it's 59. Should, we should come back to that. We got 10 more yeah. to get to. So maybe okay. what we'll do is... That'd be like our really freaky episode. There you go. Episode 69. Send in already the, 
this next topic y'all wanted to talk about, and it would just be that's freaking. We would take the rest ah, of it off. Ah, like you know that. what I'm saying. Maybe we will even switch to that's fucking on that one. Oh, shit. hey, there we go. Oh, whoa, he doesn't <laughs> do that. Hey, put we the kids, put the kids to bed. Hey, one of our friends did say we should expand the that's freaking network, <laughs> and that put could be part of it, right? <clears throat> you guys know it is us, Triple Threat. Three the hard way. I am your host, Matt, joined by my co-hosts, Ishan and Rhodesia. She is now locked and loaded. She wasn't ready for us to start the pod. And I'm like, you know what? Let's go ahead and start and, and talk about some some man. Every single time she she decides to leave. Yep. He starts to talk pod. about something like that. Yep. So uh Rhodesia, from a, a women's perspective, thoughts on Mandy making a million and probably never seeing her in a wrestling ring again. If that's what she wants to do, go for it. Get that bag. When y'all mentioned, you know, she's never going to take a bump again, there could still be just something inside of her that she wants to wrestle. So if there's still a passion there to wrestle, I absolutely can see her coming back to wrestling. Um, will I, do I think it's worth it? No, not financially, but we know that people come back to wrestling not for the financial reasons. So go get your money. If you're comfortable in your skin and you want to show all that, go right ahead. I don't know if I could, but I also don't have a million dollars, so I probably need to rethink some things myself. But come on, I got now. a lot. I, mean, I got I mean, a lot I've of work been, to I've do. Been telling you, come on now, don't get me started. Maybe I, maybe we will wait for episode sixty nine for that discussion. <laughs> I've been telling you since day one, man, gold mine right there. But you don't want to do it, whatever. Well, you don't I have, do it. I have a professional career. I want to make yeah. sure that I run for president. <laughs> so does Mandy Rose. <laughs> MandySacks.com, I think is what touché, it is. Touche. She is killing it, but she looks she fantastic. So. Again, she is putting in so much work to make her body look good. So it's not just getting a money grab for her. She's still putting effort and work into it. Go ahead. I saw a pic- picture of her. I was like, okay, I see you. I see what you're working with. We'll get off of women's bodies here in, in a moment. But I do want to shout out Cora Jade. He's been in the lab recently. Oh, man. He just put a, po- a picture up uh, yesterday. He got a lot of hoopla on the internets. If you haven't seen it, it's on her IG and her Twitter. She's got some uh she's got some work done. So good for her. Hopefully she's happy with it. She looks great. She is she is main roster ready. But see, that's what like, okay, so one thing I will say about plastic he surgery. He said main roster ready. Yeah. Plastic surgery, everybody has their own feelings toward, and I'm not gonna come here and tell you, you should do it or not should do it. Uh I I just always felt when it comes to a woman, because that's what it's really known for. I know men get on get work done too but for women just make sure you're getting it for the right reasons and you're getting it for you not for what somebody else is thinking of you or how you look to someone else or how you compare to somebody else if you thought to yourself hey I want my boobs to get bigger or I want to get a BBL because I don't have some kids but I, I want to get snatched right back and that's something you want for yourself go right go right ahead and go do it um, but that was kind of messed up that you just said Matt about she's main roster ready she's really main roster ready now but you, but but that's changed and that's what i love about the evolution of women's wrestling before in 1990s and when i started watching wrestling in late 99 that's all you saw like you could not be on tv without a boob job you couldn't you know but now it's okay because right now your talent your skill is shining through not necessarily just your body and that's the one thing I absolutely love about just wrestling in general. We see it a lot too in AEW. You get a lot of different body shapes in AEW. Hey, last thing before we we move, uh, leave off Mandy Rose. I remember I met her um, 2015 at uh, Wrestle uh, Fan SS. She popped up 
at one of the panels. I was trying to meet somebody else and she popped up. I had no idea who she was and she was skinny. She was skinny as real. I remember asking her, I said, hey, I don't want to be mean or anything, but hey, you work here? Damn. <laughs> and you knew that on purpose? I mean, you knew that? No, to be honest with you, I didn't ask her just that way, but I I inquired oh. like, hey, what what show do you work on? Because <laughs> I, I didn't know who she was. Oh, you didn't time. know who she was. Okay, got it. I didn't. Like, hey, who are you? Yeah, I'm like, hey, what, sh- what show are you on? What show are you working? <laughs> Fast forward eight years. My girl, Mandy, is doing it big. Rhodesia, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, you got any more public service announcements you would like to give everyone Absolutely. listening? And we need to make sure that we feed our children. There's just too many children in the United oh, States hell. that go to okay, bed. I was, I, was, I was joking. Every night I was joking. without food. And that is something that we, <laughs> need, right. we need to be spending okay, our energy on. Okay, we got it. We got it. And then the homeless we got it, population. We got it. We got it. And don't let, we got don't it. let me get got started it. on the veterans we got it. who is homeless. We, we got need, it. Okay. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening and being with us as always. Shout out to all of you guys. You guys know we love all of our supporters. Day ones. If you just got on board, hop on for the wild ride. Check us out on all of our socials. We just started our Instagram, same as our Twitter. So that's FNW. We are on YouTube at uh, That's Freaking Wrestling. And as always, if you are not subscribed, if you are not following the pod, hit that follow button and then give us some more of those ratings. I don't know what the, they say it helps their algorithm, right? I don't know for sure, but it looks good. We can go on and see more ratings and, and comments. We haven't had a comment, at least on the Apple side, since like December, January. Guys, we see the numbers. We know you are listening. Hit us up. Even if you want to say you guys suck, go ahead and just put a comment down. We'd appreciate that. All right. But interact with us. We definitely appreciate each and every single one of you. Let's get right into it. Uh, I guess you guys want to start with Raw, Monday Night Raw from uh, this past week. Sure. Which we y'all got? I don't have much. We, got, we so. got the return of KO back in action. He's about that action. He did. Mm-hmm. Huge pop. Him and uh, Sammy. Sammy to start the show. Damn it, I just... You ever had a cuticle and then you pull it and oh my no. God. pull it way more than you, you thought? Don't, you don't pull it. That's, that's... Yeah, that, that just happened and I am bleeding right now. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's going to sting when you wash your hands for the next mm. day and a half. I mean, bite it off. All right, just bit it off. Oh my gosh. Um, damn, that hurt. Yes, KO's back. They main evented the show, and I'll be honest, I didn't care about the main event. I really mm-hmm. didn't either. Um, mm. We could just jump right to it. But it it's for, they were at home. So, I mean, it, for mm-hmm. the people that was there, it was probably amazing. They started off the show and they ended the show. Again, it just wasn't there for me either. I don't know why either. Yeah, I mean, it was it was your your, your stereotypical fun main event right it, it felt like a house show type of main event send the, the folks home happy i just didn't care much i wasn't invested and i think it's could just be a little bit of judgment day fatigue no i event, know maybe. what it was to me i think it's probably it probably has something to do with judgment day but because it originally started off as a one-on-one match right my fingers really and then it, no, t- oh, no tag. it was a tag but then it turned into a trios match Triple, yeah and then, so th- I think that's probably where I was like, okay, this is, I just saw this tag team match. I don't really want to see this play out again. So I did like the caveat though, Cody, if there was any doubt, Monday Night Raw is Cody's show. He stamped it yesterday. Him he uh, came out and was just like, look, we ain't going home like this. 
crowd pops and he enters himself into the main event. Before that, they're doing the uh, promo backstage. He takes Byron out in front of the people, which I, I did love that. But love it. It sucks. You got you got Seth out here cutting promos about he's got a broken back. Spinal, spinal. like Mike Tyson back spinal. in the day. <laughs> Completely spinal like Mike Tyson back in the day. Spinal. And Cody's like, I don't care. This is still my show. If 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 Seth can't run the show when he has a broken back, he's never going to be the top guy. He's always going to be the macho man to somebody's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I don't, I don't respect that. I don't like it. But that was an awesome uh, promo. He had Love Shinsuke's video package. Love it. Still and don't I think, think, of course, Shinsuke's going to have a shot. Y'all know that's, that pay-per-view is next Saturday? I did not know that until <laughs> yesterday. Like, yo, I'm not even ready for another uh, WWE PLE. But here we are. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess we'll, we'll watch. We'll definitely watch. So, yeah, so I didn't care too much about the main event. You know what I did care about? Hmm. It was the highest rated segment on the show. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Was it Gunta and Gable? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Perfect little appetizer. They gave us enough where it satisfied us, but it was, you can tell they still got a lot left in the tank. And we're going to get that at payback. Still don't think this is Gable's time because I don't, by time payback comes, Gunther still won't hit Honky Tonks title reign, right? His record. So yeah, so it's 18 days, right? It's 18 days. Yeah, see, and then now you're talking hell with nine days, eight days until the pay-per-view. Well, somewhere around there. Um we probably should do the math on that really quick. Because that's gonna change my thoughts on that match. But I thought the match was fantastic. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I I second that sentiment. When how it was produced and how the count out happened, I thought was just so extremely clever. I even like how afterwards when he was going back up the ramp, he being Gable, he's like, oh, no, I'm like, I'm bringing this back. I got you next time. I just thought all that was good. I see all that dissension within Imperium, which I'm sad to see, but I love it. Um, I just don't want them to break up because I think that they are. I don't think the other two guys are going to be able to shine outside of being with Gunther, but we'll see how that plays out. But no, overall, I thought that was perfectly produced and booked, if that's the right words to use, on how you protected Gable. And you were also able to keep Gunther with his um, title reign. Man, I, I guess I like this show a lot more than you guys did. Because um, even this match, you guys are saying it's good. But it was a great match. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Man, they were, uh, there, was a, there was a spot where they were on the outside. And, you know, Gunther, Gunther gave Chad, like, one of those chops. I just said, oh, my God. Like, yeah, it buddy. just sounded like a, wow. We're talking about meat on meat, man. Like, he chopped us mess out of that boy and then just that the bump that Gunther took with that belly to back over the barricade to, mm. to stay on the outside like I, I don't know if I've seen a spot like that but when he the way he took it because that could have went wrong I thought he was going to break his neck real quick, it could have went you know, real wrong it could have went real wrong live, how bad it could have went remember she hurt mm. herself when she put reached degree over the top a few weeks back and, mm. and I think hurt her wrist or whatever it was Mm. And so that's a lot of risk and reward in, that, in those types of spots because, you know, it could have went the other way. But since he was able to do it and, you know, land safely, it kind of brought it like a euthoric feeling for me. And I was like, wow, that, I feel like that was an amazing spot. Um, I love that, you know, 
Chad got the the win, right? It, via countout, but it definitely counts as a win for Gable to continue his rise up the car as a serious, uh, not only title contender, but just an overall singles wrestler. I felt that was a really, really great match. I was really impressed by both of them. Um, sometimes when I look at Gunther, I'm like, damn, I wish he had put on a little bit of weight. Because, you know, he... He he looks at Walter. See now you want Fat Walter back. I've been no 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 no. I don't I don't I don't, I don't necessarily want. I'm not right. saying the man needs to be fat though. I just need, maybe right. add a little more a little more mass to him. Maybe a little bit of muscle because he looks a little thin. But he doesn't carry himself like a thin man, right? He carries himself like he's like one of the tallest giant of a man that there is. Uh, that was really really great match. I do remember like to that. I was pissed when he lost that weight. And not from a health perspective. I'm just like, dude, you got this guy who looks Dominant. like he works. Mm-hmm. Fat, a fat uh, water. water, right? And he loses all his weight and he becomes fit Gunther. And I'm like, this ain't hitting the same. Like, this guy is skinny. But he looks fantastic. He looks great. He's working. From what they said on commentary, which I would have never thought it, that was Gunther's first loss since he won the IC belt. Yep. He, I think they it, said that, there has yeah. been no other DQ finishes or countouts. Nope, that's what I they mean, said. Not Cole said it. So, and I loved it. I saw some people complain on Twitter, and like that's one of them where I'm like, man, like I get it. We all got our own opinions, but I don't know how you complain about that. And the complaint was, you know, now you're making uh, Gunther's reign look soft because you're trying to get Chad Gable over. It's like it was a countout. It's the perfect way to set up their pay-per-view match. Man, you know, so and, and, us, us, us wrestling fans, man, we overanalyze and man. sometimes stupefy things to, to, to a degree. Man, look, hun- I guess no one saw the Hunky Talk Man's reign because his reign was soft as a Twinkie. You know what I'm saying? As soft as a Twinkie. I mean, you like you he barely won if he won half those matches sometimes he got himself counted out um you know it it was it was a lot of shenanigans with his title reign Guther looked very very strong and it's about the number is he champion or not and it's gonna i i can't wait till we actually get to the preview show for that match next week because it'd be interesting what they do if they don't give him that streak which i kind of feel like they i kind of don't want him to break hunky talk man's streak that's the old nostalgia, and that's all that is. That's exactly that's what it is, yeah. Get Honky Tonk Man out of here. As much as I loved Honky Tonk Man back in the day. So his uh, his record was 454 days. So Guthers has to hold the bell until September 8th. So the Friday after the pay-per-view. Mm. So there you go. I do wonder, I, I put a tweet out, and I said when Gable finally gets his title run is going to hit like cracking eighties because I think that when it happens, yeah. When it happens, it's going to open up a ton of people. Like I think he's got in him not, I mean, he's not to the superstar level that LA Knight is, but he is somebody that we've been talking about for years. The three of us as fans of his, when he was shorty G to when he was with Alpha Academy in NXT and he started doing the uh, Ready, Willing, and Gable with the with the tile, it's like, man, he's got something. And then when they went in the ring, they went. And then he gets the WWE and he gets Vince McMahon's eyes or however you want to say it. And he's, you know, stupid gimmicks, but he's finally here now. And I think that he's not, I don't think he's going to beat Gunther, of course, next Saturday. But when he finally gets a title, because it has to be coming. 
like you don't put him in this position to just now put him to the side. I think, man, he is going to open up a lot of eyes for people who maybe aren't super familiar with what he can do. He checks every single box. The only box he doesn't check is he's he's short. I, he's he's not yeah. a tall guy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But we know that's been changing. This is what the wrestler looked like, what the top wrestler looked like. You don't have to be super heavyweight anymore. If you are, great. And if you're able to get over, great. But it's not like a prerequisite like for you to be a star anymore, which is great. Speaking of uh, heavyweights, I was I got down on my knees and prayed for Drew to turn on Riddle last night. <laughs> man, me too. Didn't happen. I was I was McRiddle. Man. Poor Drew. Yeah. It looks like you know what? through the motions. I man, he he got a tough time, especially if those if those reports are true about they ain't pushing him no more. But to me, when I when I thought about this angle storyline with Drew and Rand, uh, I thought of Randy. I'm like, it's, I, I feel like they're replacing uh, Randy I did with Drew for a second. I hope that's right, not, man. Like, and, and that and that means that Randy is far away from returning if they're kind of putting shoehorning somebody else into that that role because it definitely looks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, e, you said you were much higher on the show than we were, and the show wasn't bad. I just didn't have a lot. Like it wasn't a, a ton that happened where I was like, "Man, I'm, we got to talk about this on the pod." From my perspective, what else did you see that you felt pretty big about? Either way, good or bad. Oh no, I think the show overall. Like, um, so I don't necessarily think that every wrestling show that we're ever going to watch is going to be noteworthy. Uh, I think that as long as it's a good, straightforward, entertaining show mm-hmm. that builds to something, right? And there's a couple, a couple of things build and progress. You know, we got, like I said, the Chapman Gunther. Um, you know, the Judgment Day storyline is kind of going right because right now that's the biggest storyline. WWE is almost the Judgment Day and the infighting, right? And it seems like it's 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 continued, and they acknowledged it. But when I watched the show and I looked at how many scenes they were in. The Judgment Day, right? How many matches they were in. And think about this time, what was it, uh, over a year ago, where they were jobbing and rematches every yep. single week. Like, wow. Like, it's, they've really come a long way. And Rhea has to be the leader of this uh, faction, right? Because she's calling the shot after shot. She absolutely, absolutely is the leader. And yeah. that's when I'm going to get excited when we get to that point. And I don't know if that's before... JD McDonough gets into the group or, you know, after he gets into the group, but we got to get to a point where, Hey, who's the leader here? And right. man, I laughed so hard when Cody made fun of big head ass JD McDonough. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> absolutely read social media for him to call that man a Funko pop. I was like, yo, <laughs> he does have a really big head though. When he's, when he stood next, next to the fan, it was like, what are those, uh, like those artists they draw? What is that called? A caricature. And they draw your face. What is it? A caricature. Caricature. He looks like a caricature of Finn Balor. Ooh, that's so messed up. Talk about like, my boy JD. JD. Um, but yeah, no. To your point about Judgment Day, yeah, I think uh, they're. I mean, I think they're doing a good job with making JD seem important mm-hmm. from where he just he wasn't even on TV a month ago, mm-hmm. and now like he's smack dabbing to one of the the biggest storylines in the company, which is great to see. I wish they would do the same for uh, Candice. I'm I'm tired of her coming out and losing in two minutes. Man, I get I know I understand you can't push everybody, but she's one that 
should absolutely been protected more than she is. And yes, you can always fix somebody. We know with wrestling, just get somebody hot. But she seems like she has completely just been put to the side. Um, women's tag team championship match. I, I it also, fun. it was cool, but I'm really big on to Caden and that team. I think they're the only real tag team in the division. You got to find somebody else to feed to the new champs. You got That's the witches. You got the witches over in SmackDown. I haven't seen them in forever. Yeah. Have they actually? Uh, Isla Dawn and uh, Alba Fire. Have they, have they been on since? They lost the championships? Yeah. Mm-mm. I haven't seen them. Damn. I haven't either. I, actually, I forgot about them. Um, they talking were about on, um, SmackDown. Talking about Candace, it made me think about the Tommaso um, video package he had. Did you check out how he mentioned in his lines, do it yourself? Yeah. DIY. Like, okay. Yeah, I was like, okay. I'm laughing I hear you. because you're like, Rodisha was like, <laughs> why is he looking for Gargano? I was like, because he's missing, Rodisha. He's not on TV and he should be. That's why he's looking for him. She's like, oh. <laughs> hey, but we got to be honest about Candace, though, man. Like, I, she seems like a nice gal. She's solid in the ring, but there's, you know, when I think of uh, Kevin Nash's old comment for the Vanilla Midget, like, she's kind of like, Ooh. Good old fashioned vanilla ice cream. You know, but she tastes not, good. She is. But, and I guess I keep going back to it. I've said it, so I'm not going to keep rehashing it about what she did in the Indies and how she was wrestling men and having incredible matches and all that. So you're talking about six years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said I'm going to stop talking about that. But we know, and it, again, everybody who's on TV can wrestle. We know that, exactly. so it's not just about the wrestling piece of it. I just thought they could do more. You, you saw Ryback wrestle too, right? Ryback rules. You know, like I was, I was kind of big on Ryback. I loved Ryback actually. I was big on yeah, Ryback. He, yeah. he, he can't wrestle feed though. Me more. Feed me more. I loved him too. He can't wrestle though. But he didn't need to wrestle because he was an attraction almost at one point to me. He didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Just he had that just one move. Safe. And you could see him pick up two or three dudes at one time. Like, that yep. was something. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think about um, the tag team champions? How do you feel about um, Chelsea and Piper, their dynamic at the team? I think each time I see them, I'm starting to, well, this is like my second time seeing them. First time they actually had a title defense. Um, but I, I can see how this can work. I don't want this to be like a permanent thing at all, um, but I can see this working because Piper is somebody that Chelsea's not going to be able to push over and, and play the Karen role to her. And Piper's going to bring it too, so she's mm-hmm. not like a, she's not going to be like a, the weakest link. Hell, she might be actually the one that that even holds Chelsea up. That's what it seems like, right? Like Piper is calling the shot. She's picking her up, carrying her. She forces like, literally into the, the carrying title. her, carrying her back, back stage. Straight yeah. up, <laughs> straight up, force herself into the title picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. Yeah, have you seen some of their um, their uh, on on bump. Uh, what is the show? The bump. They have some mm-hmm. interviews segments on there. And so it's definitely kind of almost kind of like a Piper's kind of like the bully. The I, I hope they have a plan. Uh, I hope it, right. it's just not like a, a weekly thing. I did see a, a quick video. It was hilarious, and they put it up today on social media where they're cleaning off the belts, and they say they're cleaning off the curse 
of the women's title. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was, that was pretty good. good. Shout out to them for that. I got to watch yeah. that video. <laughs> but hopefully now the curse has been cleansed. What if like legit, if we, you know, if you believe in spooks and curses, what if the curse is never lifted until Sasha's back in WWE? It's actually Sasha and Naomi. Then we have. And we just continue um, to go through this. And then like eventually Triple H figures out like, I know what we got to do. I don't care what it takes. Y'all got to come back because everybody that we give these belts to get injured or they're not over anymore or something happens. And then all of a sudden everything is, is all good. I guess we'll see Sasha Bank number 30 in the Royal Rumble. One You're still going with that? You're just moving the years now, right? Yeah, that I'm was just moving the years. That was your 20. I'm actually clairvoyant, actually, yeah. Now it's 2024. Yep. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of women. <laughs> they okay. have completely Let's worn out their woes. Let's talk about another topic. They have completely worn out. They're welcome. Come we on. We only got another week and a half of this. I was about to say that. It's about to be done. It's about to be done. Man. Oh, man. <sighs> Golly. I love me some Trish. I don't. It just. It's just not working. It's not working. And uh, nothing's working now, I think. Like, Trish came out. It was cool. She got some heat. But, like, it just. I want to put the blame more on. Becky and Trish, just because I love Trish so much. But like, <sighs> Becky comes across right now as playing wrestler and not being in, a wrestler. Indeed, like she indeed. comes across yep. as like, I'm acting through this until whatever's next. And I just don't understand why we're at that. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I wonder what happened. This is this is not the same Becky from previous feuds. Take away in ring. I'm talking just promos, her intensity. It's just like hopefully she's okay. Like mentally. Hopefully everything's okay. I know she talked about she had some like severe postpartum, you know, so hopefully all that is good just from a mental perspective. But yeah, it feels like she's just going through the motions out there. Like there's nothing to her. See, I actually felt it um at the WrestleMania time. It feels like and this is about to sound so rude and disrespectful. Like she's playing wrestling down to Trish because we know what, what Becky is capable of going in the ring. It's almost like she has to dummy herself down to try to make the synergy work. And like you said, you have two great people. You could just, just never have chemistry. And we saw a glimpse of it at WrestleMania. But after that, it just doesn't hit ever. And like I said, individually, I don't think they're doing anything wrong per se. It's just not clicking any way it goes for me. And we get to see it again with her going against Zoe in a false count anywhere. Macho is going to be another, you know, issue with Trish probably jumping Becky before their match. Mm-hmm. I did like the passion though in Trish's uh, promo talking about, you know, am I scared? Yeah, I am scared. And how when she was thrown in a ring what did she do she killed it and she talked about each thing that she did i love how she story told in that um promo but again i never had an issue with them individually it's just like they just don't sync together man um when trish came out i was like wow she's she's really an unlikable character why she's playing her hail role very very well but the crowd didn't seem to care 
Like right in the, you know, I in think her whole country. That's in her that whole was country. the crazy part. Yeah. And that's been kind of when I listen to Trish throughout these promos this over the past couple months. Like the crowd isn't with her on this heel character. So I wonder is it more more of like she's playing a character in a role that people just don't want from her? Is that part of it? And then also Becky is I think her character is just flat. Like when she comes around, she I think she she comes, I just said it. She has this this saying, the man's come around to whatever, whatever, right? She has her little catchphrase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it comes off flat to me every time she does it. And like she's trying to hit these like little catchphrases and these little quirky lines in her promos, and nothing really connects for me. So I think it's a combination of Becky is flat as a character. I think that Trish is Trish is portraying a role, even though she I think she's doing a good job with the role because she comes off very unlikable as her role, as she should. She's a heel, but I don't know if people really want that from her. So I think overall, like they don't have chemistry together in the ring on the mic in the ring and they're both portraying characters that are flat right now. So I think it's just a poor dynamic. And I thought about what you said earlier, just right there with about maybe it's because Trish is a hill, but when she came back for mania season, when she was a face, when she came back with Lita, the crowd wasn't really behind her. And I was like, damn, do they maybe not know who she is? Now that could I don't know. Be maybe possible. they just kind of just don't really care. I don't know, but this isn't working. So I'm really, really happy we get the blow off next weekend. And I think they are going to be much better now in two separate feuds. I think that's going to show us a lot. I can't so wait. You think, to come... you think Trish is going to continue? She better. I, I mean, okay. she's still got something left. I hope she didn't just come back just to work Becky and do a cage match. I mean, I, I want her to get, I mean, it doesn't have to get to the level of what they gave Edge on SmackDown, but she, it needs to be something to where she gets her proper final send off, but it's going to tell us a lot on the next fuse for both of them. If we are still sitting here saying that something is not right, something's flat, we may have some bigger issues. And this is a shame. If you think about the Wars women division, it's overall flat outside of Rhea. Rhea is the shining star of the division. Like she's just a star on the show like you think about like the over most over acts you got cody is right up there seth Maria is right up there with them uh mm-hmm. but you think about the rest of the women they ain't got it well well it, well if you transition over to smackdown bianca is is, is still hot I, I would say i would put charlotte in there i would put eo in there i would put bailey in there so they have some, they're just on separate separate shows. It kind of just goes back to their presentation is that they they have to be presented in a better light. We did get um, Raquel back. She, she's yes. healthy, so now we, we get that match at Payback. You guys giving Raquel any shot? Probably not. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think so either. But I like uh, I like Raquel. There, there's something there. Yeah, I, I've I always just want said them it to, Yeah, put a little bit more juice behind her. Put a little, little something else more. You guys may have uh, something more on Raw, but I, I did think about yesterday or Monday was the two year anniversary of Becky returning to SummerSlam. 
And that was the night where she comes back, huge ovation. We were at the show, and then 22 seconds later, 25 seconds later, whatever it was, the crowd is pissed off because she just beat Becky, or she beat Bianca with like a slap and a rock bottom. That was, to me, one of those, like, be careful what you wish for because you might get it. Like, hey, we got Becky back. Everybody wanted Becky back. (laughs) Yep, and then she takes the bell from Bianca, and now Bianca is on this year-long redemption story, which worked out for Bianca. But uh, can you guys think of something in wrestling where it was like, be careful what you wish for, you just might get it, where you thought you wanted it, you finally got it, and then when you got it, he's like, ah, this isn't what I thought it would be. You y'all come up with some clever questions to ask. Um, only because my brain is not of an elephant, and like Matt's when it comes to wrestling, I can only go off of what is like front of mind. And it would be Wardlow. So I wanted him back after he got his oh haircut. Wanted him back. Wanted him back. Wanted him back. He comes back, win the TNT Championship again, drops it immediately, and then partners with with um, Glock Anderson, as you call him, for a hot. He was his mic piece for a couple weeks, and then. Again, where is Waldo? Where is Wardlow? That, that, that's a good one. Because it's not his fault, but that's a good one. Yeah. Where is Warlow? Don't know. He's you probably know? he's probably with Garcano. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> can you can you think of one? No, what did you have? Mine was uh Raw going to three hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Like Nitro, I remember Raw was an hour, Nitro was an hour, then Nitro went two hours, then Raw went two hours, and then they went three hours. And at the time, you're thinking like, oh, man, this is like a pay-per-view every week. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> and we've been sitting here ever since watching three hours on a Monday night. I would love for Raw to be two hours. They would, It would never happen because they make so much money for it. But make too the much money. quality of the show... Man, it would be at least 30% better consistently. Three hours is Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. Just a lot. I, I never wanted a three-hour uh, Monday Night Raw. I actually don't think I wanted a three-hour Nitro, to be quite honest with you. Um, but, yeah. yeah that's, that's, it's a lot of it's wrestling. It's rough, man. Yep. It's a lot of wrestling. It is a rough situation. You but know, it's funny. Right, right before you go, we go away from that, um, I, I was thinking about Eric Bischoff. And I listen to a lot of his podcasts, and I actually have his book. I got to read this darn book, man. Um, but he points to a lot of different things that kind of led to the demise of WCW. He says that that third hour of Nitro was one of them. Mm-hmm. That may have been, but I think the the biggest thing that he doesn't really tackle is his lack of leadership and and creative in WCW. All those things, three another hour, another two hour show. If you were better creatively, if you, you know, just was a better overall leader, your company would still would have been in business, man. I, I like, I, I guess those things are in play when you were on the loose ship and you you have bad leadership. Like little things like that can throw you off. But he never speaks to to how inept he was at running an actual wrestling show, um, being a leader and um and and, and over his overall creative. I mean, it's it's just fascinating. I wonder if it's because he's looking at just straight facts. Like a lot of a lot of times when he talks, he talks really analytical. Like yeah. he's a numbers person. So I he think is. what he's looking at Bischoff. Yeah, Bischoff. He's always talking about like analytics. That's why he like shits on AEW so much because he talks about how like you've lost 
you know, 40% of your audience, you know, since day one and the metrics are showing this and the metrics are showing that that's kind of really where he gets a lot of his stuff from. He does a lot in TV. So that would make sense. But I, I think, I think maybe with him, what he's looking at is probably metrics of when we started thunder, another two hour show. That's when the bottom fell out. So he may not even gotten to the point E that you're on of like, but yeah, you need to own some of that too, because your leadership skills was lacking. You were allowing some of the NWO members to kind of do what they wanted to do. But he's probably thinking like, well, they were doing that in the first place. And we were selling out arenas and selling out the Georgia Dome for money and nitros. It was when they started, you know, brought in Russo and went thunder two hours and got really, really thin from a creative perspective. And, you know, it went to hell in a handbasket. That's probably what he's looking at. But um, yeah, I mean, typically too much TV can be a killer if, if you can't maximize that time. WWE's done a, I guess you could say an incredible job of that, right? Because even though we don't enjoy the three hours a lot of times and it's like a slog to, to get through there, I mean, hell raw still around kicking. They're about to get another huge rights fee. I'm sure for the content. So it worked out for him, but yeah, that, that, that's mine. If, if I could get anything, give me two hours. I've always said for me, a, a perfectly, Timed wrestling show is probably like two fifteen, two thirty. If you give me right between those two, mm-hmm. I'm good. You leave me one two. more, you gave me enough, I'm good. Two hours, just give me two hours. Hey, you know what? We got to put this on the docket because um, I you know Eric Bischoff seems to really dislike Tony. He, he might say he doesn't, but he really goes at Tony Khan very hard. But if you look at WCW and AEW, they've they've made similar mistakes. So I wonder. Is Tony, I'm sorry, is Eric more mad at Tony because he feels like he's seeing some of the same mistakes that he made? And he sees he's like history it. repeating itself in a lot of ways. I think he's mad at Tony because Tony takes a lot of WCW elements and he brings up WCW. Well, he used to, he kind of doesn't anymore, but he'll bring up WCW. And I think Bischoff looks at it like, dude, you are nothing like what we did. We beat WWE 83 weeks. We did this. We did that. You've yet to do anything. I think that's probably where some of the disdain has come from. And I do think it probably eats at him at the core a little bit of like the punk situation of like, dude, how have you not rectified this? I think some of that from him being in that leadership position, him working for WWE for years and years and and years after that and seeing what a tight ship is backstage. And then now he's looking at, you know, AEW that has an opportunity to, which they are now, they are, I think, submitted. Of They're going to get their next deal. They're about to pack 85,000 people into Wembley Stadium. Tony yep. talked AEW's about... AEW's fine. Yep. Yeah, Tony, Tony talked about today on uh, the conference call that he did, you know, talking about All In, that he kind of put it out there again about he would love to have a streaming deal with Max. So, I, and I still think that was the plan initially, because there's no way the plan initially was to do two actual legit pay-per-views back to back like a week that. from each other. I, I just can't believe he that was the original plan. I still think that all in was supposed to be on Max. And then something happened where maybe they figured out the bandwidth isn't there for it, or whatever the case may be. Who knows? And now they got to go traditional pay-per-view on, on both shows. But um I think that's probably where it comes from. To be It'd honest. Be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else y'all got for uh, Raw? That's well, I got a question for you guys because you know I'm a big basketball head, as you know Matt is as well. 
And one of my favorite basketball players, Steph Curry. Most recently, it was on uh, Gilbert Curry Arenas' show. show. Boy. Gilbert Arenas asked uh, Steph Curry, are you the greatest point guard of all time? And uh, Steph looked, looked down and said, yeah. Yeah, I think I am. And kind of had the internet going crazy a little bit. Like, uh, people don't really give... Steph his props as a point guard because they think he's he's a shooter and you know they think of it, the points things of that nature he's like a conventional point but a lot of these positions aren't conventional anymore so it, it actually reminded me of a conversation people started having a couple months ago around their top five um NBA teams of all time they can take any NBA player from their era in their prime who would their top five be for me it was Steph Curry Michael Jordan LeBron James Shaq and Steve, and no, I'm sorry, and um, Tim Duncan. So if I can actually create a super team in wrestling of all time wrestlers in their peak, I got a rundown for you guys to try to keep it similar to basketball. If you had to pick your top face of all time, top heel of all time, women's wrestler of all time, tag team, and then you got to... I, th I think about the X Division, right? But the X Division uh, in TNA, I thought it was kind of an interesting idea because it, was, it wasn't about weight limits. It was no limits. So they had like a Samoa Joe in the X Division. And this dude's like 300-something pounds, you know, wrestling. Because right. it wasn't really about, about weight limit. It was about style. So I thought about, hey, let's have an X Factor position, right? It's a multi-purpose. Wherever you think you might need for that top five to go against somebody else's top five. So, Matt, let me start with you, man. Let's start with the good guys. The good guys got to go first, man. So who will be your top face of all so time? So are we, are we doing we're – not, we're not trying to put, like, a legit team together. Is this kind of like our Mount Rushmore, would you say? Either way. Okay. Either way. Um – for face, I mean, I got to go with my guy. I got to go Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. You know that. Yeah, I got to go Austin. I'm going to roll with John Cena. <laughs> nice. So I'm going with uh, Stone Cold as well. Um, I think he's, uh, is he the highest drawing face of all time? I know Merchandise, he was up there. Yes. Well, he was. I mean, who knows now with. And that's the thing about like inflation too, like WWE yeah. is killing all these right now. Yeah, and I yep. love it. I'm glad they are doing that. But can we really compare like nope. Cody's merch sales or Roman's nope. merch sales to, you know, what I'm saying like The Rock or Austin back in the day? Back in the day, those shirts was twenty bucks. Yep. Yeah. Now they're forty dollars. I, I bought a I bought a SummerSlam Detroit shirt. What was it thirty five dollars? Forty dollars? Yep. It was forty mm -hmm. bucks. It's double. It's double the price now. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's a good one. Uh, I find on, that on. one interesting, though, because it's more of kind of like our timeline of watching. Because y'all were watching Austin in his prime. Mm -hmm. I didn't really quite see Austin in his prime. I kind of saw him at the end, kind of when he was already kind of going against Vince all the time, but not kind of the whole trajectory going up the hill. So, and in mine's, of course, is John Cena that I've seen him when he first debuted all the way till, till you know, the end of his career or th 20 years later. I think the way we look at Roman right now in this character of the tribal chief, this storyline, how I can 
unequivocally say this is the best story line I'm ever going to see as a wrestling fan in my lifetime, I can say the same about Austin's run as a face. And it was short. But if you think LA Knight's pops are something, or Mm -hmm. Cody's pops are something, or KO and Sammy's in Canada's pops are something, or Punk's pop in Chicago or something, times that by two. That's awesome. I will never forget being in the crowd for some of his interests, and you couldn't hear. You, talk you said to that before. To you. you said like, when you came I, on the game. And, and I've been to concerts. I mean, of course, you guys know we've been to numerous WrestleManias, other wrestling shows, other sporting events. That's never happened. You can always well, hear the person next to you. The Scream Tour that we went to like in 03, you tell oh, me. Oh, yeah, well, that, that don't count either. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> Bow Wow, B2K. B2K, yeah. Yeah, them, them 15-year-old, 16-year-old girls just screaming at the top of the lungs for no reason. I, I had like, some, okay. I had hearing damage that day. I was like, enough, enough, girls, enough. <laughs> you know, and Stone Cold is another interesting one because um, kind of like Steph Curry, because, you know, Gilbert Arenas was saying that, you know, Magic Johnson, of course, is was on the list. But, you know, when you think about Steph Curry, he's kind of really kind of revolutionized that position um, from a, a to, to a standpoint. Because, like, now you see a lot of teams are and point guards are playing a similar style game of his. And Stone Cold did that from a face. I don't know if we've ever had a face like Stone Cold up until that point. He was so unique and different, almost in a time capsule. Like it was, I've never seen a face. You know, think about before Stone Cold, you had Hulk Hogan. You had that type of face Mm -hmm. to get like a Stone Cold who was almost like a heel in a lot of ways. Like if you if you take his antics and things that he was doing, stunnering the women and, you know, old ladies and everything else. Like, he was kind of a heel, right? But he got these huge pops. So I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. And this may sound like blasphemy. This may sound like blasphemy. And there's a direct correlation to it. I do think the person who could be the closest to that is Ellie Knight. Hmm. I think LA Knight has a incredible crossover appeal to him just because of his My skills. Of, yeah. Yeah. I think he could yep, he can well, run yeah. that on commercials. Hell yeah. Yep. He is I mean, a, he is an Austin ripoff. That's why I said there's parallels. Oh there's hell a, yeah. <laughs> and we heard Seriously. all wrong. I think I think his pop was bigger than Sammy's or KO's when his music hit. Oh yeah. His, that's what and, Yes, yeah, so that's and why that's I wrote down that note. Interested. I'm like, he has a huge pop. Yeah. yeah. And and that's also, remember, we were talking months ago about you being over or your song being over. And I had uh, particularly brought up Seth. Right. I said, just because people sing his song doesn't mean that he's as over as his song is. His song could just be over more than he is. That's not the case with L.A. Knight. Nobody's that's singing. The, his LA song is the best song. part of his, of his act, to be honest with you, Seth. So you going to talk about a handicapped man like that now? This man just... Told you he's got a broken back, spinal, spinal, spinal. And you yeah, gonna we still, him on the dirt? Hey, we still talking about Mike Tyson? You know, fifty years later, <laughs> we are. It's what uh, it is. So, so you said Hill, Hill is next, right? You're the, the biggest. Who, who's your top? Your who, Hill? who? So you got to put a team together. Okay, got it. Got who, it. Got who's it, got your, who's, got your, got who's your heel? Am I going first, or are we throwing to somebody else? Go ahead. Can we keep rolling? As much as I don't want to. As much as I got to, I got to do it because we are talking about wrestling characters. 
So to hell with the man. I got to go Hollywood Hogan. Hmm. We just sat here and talked about Austin's rise. Flip the channel. <laughs> NWO mm. led by Hollywood Hogan. I mean, we ain't even got to talk about it. Mm. Revolutionized wrestling. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I, I love you, Matt. So we have actually the same answer. I picked Hogan, but not for those reasons. Oh. <laughs> you said Hawk Hogan. You said Terry Bollea. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Bollea. <laughs> no, no, for real. <laughs> Then I was like, well, no, I, okay, so I can't pick Hogan. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe Kane. I was like, no, I can't pick Kane either. So no. <laughs> then I forgot my man from the Funk the Funkadelics, whatever they call Funk the Dactos, whatever they oh, call. Oh, he's, he's still doing it big over there in yeah. NWA. So then he's gonna be my Brody, other one. But Brody, then no, what's his name? I don't know. Something Clay. Uh, Tyrus. 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 But yeah, it but was Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Oh, Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Yeah. But then I'm like, you know, let me be for real and. I got to say this just because I have never been angry at a wrestling act ever. So it's going to have to be MJF because when he nice. spilled that drink on that kid, I'm like, no, you crossed the line at that point. So it'd be MJF for me. Nice. That's crazy, though, that he's already hit your top mm-hmm. heel and he's only been in the business that we've seen him on TV for four years. Because he crossed the line. No, that's why. Oh, yeah. He, he's probably the first wrestler i felt like you know i'll try to beat his ass i i try i don't i you know i don't i don't know about win. he's 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 pretty cut and i'm gonna beat MJF's ass. Yeah. you want to i would try Roxanne. No, no. Relax, hey, i thought better about that i was feeling myself a little bit too much i think i, I don't know what was going on like brock i'm sorry i don't want no no smoke no smoke <laughs> no from smoke. you no smoke um i went heel my favorite wrestler of all times sean michael's hpk that's a good one i'm sure. plucking him from the 97 98 um, his early DX run. I thought that he, I, like, I love that version of Shawn Michaels. He was such an asshole. Yeah. Such an asshole. But he was so great in the ring, too, at the same time. And I got to say something. Like, I thought he just looked cool. I love HBK's gear. I love the pants with the matching gloves. He just looked like a cool character, but he was such an asshole um, in, a, in a different way than MJF was. And, like, back then, too, he was also the cocky. There was a difference from him being cocky and cool than, like, what Flair did. Like, Flair mm-hmm. was the suit guy, the limousine yeah. guy. Like, but Sean was like, oh, no, I really want to be like Sean. Like, look how cool Sean looks. Yeah. You know, so I get it. He, get was, like, sure. he, he was like that, uh, that high school bully. Like, you know, like the stereotypical high school bully, like the good-looking high school jock. Football quarterback guy that was like the and then, probably and like always the, had somebody behind him to do his dirty work for him. So yeah, like football team or yep, portrayed yep. his girl like. But you know, like you're, the Hollywood Hogan was a really good one too because as a heel, boy, man, he had a lot of steam behind him. Rhodesia, I, I don't think you were watching wrestling back then, right? But man, he had some nasty ass. He went from like is I've never seen. I don't think we ever seen somebody go from being beloved to being hated like Hogan did during that run because like it wasn't like we're talking about Trish. How she, I think she's in a position that people don't want to see her in. Like, Hogan really flipped people into really hating him and not having, caring anything about his old 80s run as the beloved baby face. Legit. Legit. This wasn't just, oh, you're a heel, so we'll go along with the, no. This was like every week, you know, trash being thrown in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Like, it was, it was real. And it's interesting you know, right before we go to like the next one, is that you talk about Stone Cold 
and Hulk Hogan, their peak. Well, not I don't know that I don't know if you want to say for Hogan his peak run was as uh, NWO champion. Uh, I'm not sure he would probably have to tell us where he made more money, but you know he was still was in his prime as a heel champion. You had Stone Cold doing this, his thing at the same time, same day on a different channel, and we never got those two to touch. Like, right? Like, man, that's one of the all-time, like, greatest, like, hey, the matches that we, we've never gotten that I wish we would. Well, in a future episode, I already got it written down. Uh, I want to talk, like, top three WrestleMania matches we never got. Mm. Spoiler alert, that's one of mine. Boom. Yep. That's one of mine. Uh, tag team next, right? Yep. I am going to assume we all have the same tag. We gotta have the same. <laughs> we gotta. If have not, it. if not, disconnect from this call right now. Yep. He's he's rocking the shirt right now. It's the Usos for me. Usos. 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 But hey, but so let's say take. Uh, I, I, like I knew we were gonna have the Usos, right? Take them. And out. that is. And actually, I just, I just, uh, I was running late. I, I took like a big daddy nap before the show. And I, I threw this shirt on. So it's actually, you saw how much I love these guys. This is the first shirt I pulled up. But if you take the Usos out, who will be your next one? It's interesting. Mm. Wow. New day for yep. you. Mm-hmm. Some more recency for you. What about you, Matt? Mm. But New Day oh, been the man, team that's, for about that's what, really, seven or eight really, years. really, really hard. Because I want to, like, I, I feel like, I feel like this run cemented the Usos' legacy. They should be number one on everybody's list after this run. I think even, like, old tag teams would, would say that. So when you pull them off, now it becomes really subjective. Yeah. Right? Like, everybody that I've used so far... I can like I have facts that I could say like hey, this is why Austin was the biggest face and Austin you know Hogan was the worst heel best heel however you want to say it. Man, like I, I got a couple of them clumped. I know you're no longer uh, like really hype on them, but man, the Bucks has to be in that conversation. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of what the Bucks is they just haven't done anything to their character. Like they're they're the same team that they've been for years. They, they got to figure, they just got to tweak their presentation and, you know, they got to evolve. Every team, every wrestler has evolved some sort of way. I don't think they have, to be completely honest. That's why I think, you know, some of us are low down on them. But, like, how can we not say Bucks and FTR? Like, if this show, we were to, if we were doing this show after All In, I guarantee we'd be like, oh, man, it's either FTR or the Bucks because we know they're going to kill in Wembley. Mm-hmm. I would I would put FTR in there. Um, I would too. But then, like, see, like, this is so hard for me because mm-hmm. you got to go Legion of Doom, War Warriors. Um, you got to go like Heart Foundation. Um, but what was the Heart Foundation? Tattoo? The Dudleys, Edge and Christian, the Hardys. I mean, there's just so many to me that's like clumped right there. I, I don't have an answer for you. Just so, just give me um, if I had to pick, I can't go Usos. Rhodesia went New Day. Uh, give me give me the bucks so I, I thought about my own uh, answer when I was asking you guys 
So I was a big Midnight Express guy back in the day. I loved the Midnight Express. I thought their music was cool back in the day. Um, you know, because it's a take, Rhodesia, um, their music, FTR's music that they currently have is a takeoff of Midnight um, Express's music back in the day. Um, even like some of like their gear, when it's like the rainbow behind like the FTR, um, that's how the Midnight Express, that was, that was their, their, their simple, their logo. They had these, this Midnight, I mean, they had these, this rainbow. I have no idea what, the, what a rainbow had to do with Midnight. Never got that, but I thought it looked cool though. Um, they were up there with me, and then Jim Cornette as their manager was a was a heat magnet. But I might go with the Hardy Boys mm. as much because I I think that sure. I think when you think about the Young Bucks, I think in a lot of ways they might have been like a second coming of the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. But I think. Overall, from a real well-rounded like uh, tag team, because Jeff can was a daredevil, he can do a lot of different things. But from a psychology standpoint, like Matt was right there, um, I think I would take the Hardy Boys in their prime over the Bucks. I can see that. The only thing I would give the Bucks over, and I say only thing, like yes, the Hardys are legendary, but the Bucks are revolutionary. Mm. Like what they did with the Bullet Club, and yeah, the, all their gimmick was was taken from other gimmicks before them. But we really hadn't seen that in wrestling, where you were a blatant ripoff, but you made it your own, and like you were entertaining with it. And hell, you go on and create your own company. Um, that's a really good one, though. It shouldn't have been that hard. That's probably like if, if any other ones. If you just told me, hey, take somebody else off, I probably would come up really quick with. A second one, that one was a hard one. And that's why uh, I love tag team wrestling. That's why early AEW, I really love the company because they had so many great tag teams. It's just interesting. Like, and back in the day, like I want to say probably in the 80s and 90s, man, it was just a renaissance of like just tag teams. Like, you named a lot of them. Devolition, Road Warriors, Midnight Express, mm-hmm. The Rockers, man, Arn and Telly. They had... Oh man, even you like the Killer Bees. Like I'm no, really don't know nothing about the Killer Bees. Oh man, <laughs> the Rujo brothers. Man, they had so many great tag teams. But you can pick any of these guys with the great runs, and you can put them right there. But you I'll name you all those funny. people Real- there though. Were they actually all really good though? Oh yeah. No, nah, some of them. Some of them just like nostalgic. That's, all. That's what no, I'm saying. Like he, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine eight of those tag teams that you just mentioned. Man, all the heart. Hot. Oh, the Heart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, the Midnight Express, Arn and Tully? Come yeah, on, no, now. Nah. Killer Bees weren't great. Killer Bees were like match number one on Coliseum video tape. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking oh, yeah. while you were talking, e, I got something for you. You said you couldn't think about the be careful what you wish for and you, you just might get it. I know what yours is. What's that? Keith Lee and AEW. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. That's and a good one. Now you kind of like return to sender. You're trying mm-hmm. to get a refund. Yeah. That's crazy. All mm-hmm. right, woman. And this one, thinking about it, I have two distinct different answers. Me too. And we may have the same. We, we may probably have the same. Oh, uh, no. One, is, on the one is working right now, another one is a legend. Yes. I'm sure we have the same. And I like, doubt it. When you say my top five, I'll just go with the 
first person I thought of, and that's China. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Because she broke the mold when it came to muscular women being acceptable. Mm. Yep. Like that alone. You got it. You know what I'm saying? So And she was wrestling men. That too. And, but, and, and she was I mean, part the, of Latino The other person Eve. I have on my list, the other person I have on my list is by far better than her in the ring. Oh, no doubt. But, I think I think who you're about to say will end at the end of all time. At the yep. end when all the humans all the are times, done on right? the of all the times the all humans the are done. Nobody, you nobody say, is. You are exactly. no longer yep. that person's daughter. Yep. You are now yeah. There so we go. No, that's it. So China was mine. Well, I was thinking between China and Flair, but I did land on Flair. I told you we would have the same. I figured mm-hmm. as much. Yeah, so I had uh so China's a good one. I actually didn't think about her, actually. Um, but she definitely had a great two year run. Um, especially, you know, she you can if you look at China physically from when she started, she definitely changed a lot physically over the years. But she had got to a one point, and that was when she was kind of with uh, Eddie Eddie Guerrero. She got with Eddie. She was fine. She was fine. Oh, man, mm-hmm. I mean, I always enjoyed me some China, but yeah. she, I love mm-hmm. that. She she was yep. fine. She like and that's that's so we know. Rhodesia talked earlier about women in plastic surgery, and you know our our girl Little Kim at some point too. Like it, so they get to a point to where they change enough. They get to a point to where it's like oh oh you got it right. That's that's. That's stop a there. perfect look. Stop there. Stop, stop there. there. Stop there. But they, but they, they usually don't, right? They, 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 they want to. Yeah, they don't I see mean, it, but, right? Yeah, if they, they have some self image issues. And I'm not saying you know just because you get plastic surgery you have self image issues. If you have the money mm. to get it, and there's something you don't like, absolutely, yeah. do it. We go to the gym because we want to change things besides our health about it. All right, yeah. you're just going to get cut on. I get that, but typically there could be some deep rooted issues there. So we look at somebody like, man, you look fantastic. Stop there. You're fantastic. And they're just like, nope, I need to do this now. I need to do this now. And then I hear it's addicting. Point. I, I, I mean, would know. I don't have the funds for that, but I heard and it's that's addicting. The, yeah. As you guys said, you know, like I feel like we're always our biggest critics, right? Cause like, you know, I always look in the mirror like, Oh man, this, this is horrible. Right. I don't sometimes want to turn the light on and look at myself sometimes. It's just funny. Right. But oh, man, you're like, you're just imagine, bad. Do I have any type of sad music on here that I can play wow. for you? <clears throat> yeah, like we're here for you, man. You remember that? But I know I, I'm all right. I, I have my own opinion, right? But back in the day, you know, before I had Big Daddy's wife, I did okay with the women. So yeah, it, I was like, maybe it's just me. But you're however, ashamed because you keep trying to get that dumbass uh, name. Big That's probably why you're ashamed. Yeah, just cut off. I've already told you. Listen, like I was talking to some great friends of mine. We all concluded this is a great. You know, life choice that I'm going ahead and officially getting the name legally changed to Big Daddy. Let me tell you something. They're they're not your friends. They're making fun of you. Yeah. Behind your back. If you had yeah, a conversation. They're laughing at you. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You. No, you guys and Mr. Mom on Twitter and Eric, <laughs> you guys are, are the not good friends. But going with it, we're trying to like, she got to a point. She was just beautiful. Like her look was fantastic. She was over with the crowd. She was a wrestling man. She definitely... Um, somebody I should have considered, but I, at first, like my fa- one of my favorite w- women wrestlers right now is Bianca Belair. I love her, like, but I'm like, ah, maybe it's Sasha though. Cause I re- Sasha had a great run, but that was it, just a great run. But ultimately, as you guys said, I want to settle in on Charlotte because mm-hmm. I think, as you said, she's going to be going down to be probably the greatest women's wrestler of all time. It's just that for the past couple of years, I feel like she is just so flat for me as a fan. Like I just, 
I guess there's nothing really for else for her to do, and I've seen her do it with all the women that's in that division. There's nothing else for her to... Yeah, like for her, I guess the, the next step would be to wrestle men in some kind of degree, but I don't know if that's believable because she's still kind of... She's a, she's very fit, right? But I don't think she would be believable being in a ring with like a, a Sheamus or a Guther or anything like that, right? She had to pick her spots, but I don't feel like there's just nothing left for her in the division. She's still a very young woman. It's hard when when you've done when you've been at the top for a long time. It's like okay, now what? You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying this conversation. I was just kind of thinking about it, like our conversation. I'm like, damn, if there's somebody who is only watching wrestling now and didn't watch wrestling in the past, we lost them a long, long time ago. <laughs> so hopefully, you are still you are still with us. If not, we catch you on the next uh, podcast. We're doing one all in right after. So log in on that one. Uh, you said the last one is all purpose. So kind of like the X factor. Um, I'm taking this as there's no way I cannot put this person on the list right now because of what they are going to be. And it's who Rhodesia has as her biggest heel. And that's MJF. Mm. I thought you were about to say who I have over here on my list. I was like, how are you seeing my screen? Sorry. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I like that. Uh, mine, again, is there's a recency thing. I'm going with Seth Rollins. Anything you give him, he's going to attack it. You can plug him anywhere with the heavyweights, with cruiserweights, and he's going to always perform. I'm surprised you guys didn't, didn't say this one. But do you smell what the rock oh, I about is it. cooking? Yeah. I thought about it. <laughs> I did, One of man. The most popular wrestlers of all time. So if I need to slot him as a heel, he's going to be a despicable, nasty, arrogant heel. If I need a face, he's going to get the crowd behind him and they're going to cheer him. And he's going to give you a, a, a great match at the same time. He has the it factor. He's the guy that I can slot anywhere on my top five and it'll work. The Rock. The great one. That's a good one. one. Time. Yep. Only thing he can't do is be a woman. But yep, had the, he had the rock and sock connection as a tag team. Um, same thing with Seth. I mean, Seth was a huge face, huge heel. He was in the tag team with the Shield. Same thing with MJF. Hopefully, he's a big face now. He put up this awesome. I'm, 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 I'm still like trepidatious, right? But I'm like, all right, the more and more, this got to be real. He put up this really cool tweet earlier. I'm not going to read it, but it was basically they did a, a town hall. With busted open a couple days ago, I guess it's going to be on. I think they're going to play it tomorrow. But it, it was him talking, and this lady uh, wrote him a letter. I guess she met his son there, and I guess he was cool to the the son. Uh, but I, so I will just read this one part. Um, he said, "I guess the little, the, the little kid's name is Omar." And the mom said, P.S., after she kind of said how, you know, you know, you just being there for my son, small act of kindness, you genuinely care. My son was just so happy that, you know, there's good people in the world. Good luck in Wembley. And she put, P.S., never feel like the people hate you. You are this generation of someone who was paving the way to the squared circle and did it the right way. And there's nothing to take lightly. And then uh, MJF responded and said, Omar, I've shut my fans out entirely out of fear of being vulnerable. I'm not scared anymore. Sunday is more about the money, the championships, the accolades, and even the triple B. Then he said, okay, maybe not the triple B, but you get my point. 
This is about showing kids of the next generation anything is possible if you bust your ass to obtain a dream. Yours sincerely, five foot nothing, ADD riddle Jew boy. And then he put the picture of him and the little boy there, which I think is fantastic. I, I keep thinking like, all right, <laughs> is the other shoe going to drop? Like, it, yeah. is this somehow still? But yeah. I, I think I kind of think we're past that. You know, even down to the promo of, um, I'm your what was it? I'm your scumbag, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like, so but even I, but I'm that, your scumbag. Yeah, yeah. So even that, I think I think face MJF is here right now. I guess that's a hell of a segue to... I was just going to say that, to our all-in. All-in. Let's start with that match. I'll be honest. Well, which part? Which which match? (laughs) Which match of MJF? I'm damn sure ain't talking about the tag team match. (laughs) I'm joking. We can talk about that, too. Um, We were going to kind of talk each match, but today Tony said that there's going to be some changes to the card. Wonderful. The great thing is that we're going to have our live post-show afterwards, so we'll be able to dedicate pretty much a whole episode to All In. We are. We haven't done a live post-show since Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It's been, what, damn near nine months or whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah, we will be live on the socials. We got to figure that out again. Um, so, right afterwards, of course, check us out, and then we will drop it as a traditional podcast later on Sunday night. But Tony said, uh, I'm going to try to work through this week to make it as strong as possible and hopefully make the all-in card better than it had been. There will be changes to the card. I plan to add something, and I might have to make some changes in the body of the card. And the rumor is uh, there's some work visa issues. So I guess uh, Phoenix can't travel, so that's scrapped. And I guess maybe there may be something else, too. So it looks like he's legit adding to the show and taking something off. Which, hey, there's a little show called All Out the week later. Yeah, Anybody he, who we can't know make he it can to Wembley. Come, right. We know he can come make it to Come on to Chicago, baby. We'll see you guys there. So I don't know what matches are going to be scrapped and was not. He did talk up the title match. So we know that's staying. And he did talk up the tag team title match. So it's not FTR and the Bucks. That's staying. Okay. So let's let, let's just talk about the main event. Who do you guys? This is big, right? We we I didn't expect this summer to be as enjoyable and as engaging when it came to Adam Cole and MJF. They had the match on Dynamite, which was a strong thirty minute time limit draw, and we're like, okay, this is probably what they're going to do at one of the pay-per-views and it took off like a rocket after that. Who, who do y'all have winning? And do you have the friendship ending at all in? See, it's such a, a wild card here because we have all out for the fallout. Oh, that rhyme. I should be a rapper. Look at that. You should be a rapper. Uh, yeah. Um, so I didn't think that Adam Cole would have been as over as he was, even though I told you that I was starting to fall in love with his character about a couple, about a month and a half ago. I just, I don't know if I can really see him holding the title right now where he would have a successful reign where people are engaged and bought in. But again, I still see the reactions that he gets when he does the down and come up Adam Cole baby thing. So just based off of what I feel, I don't think Adam Cole is winning the title. I think it's going to stay on MJF. 
Because I I really can't see Adam Cole being the champion right now. You still have him as friends? Can I say at the end of All Out? They're not going to be friends? Well, we'll talk All Out next week. <laughs> okay, so let's just say yes. They're still that will be friends. next week, right? Or that no? Will be next, it'll be next week. No, yeah, next, no next, next week is payback. Next week is payback. With after is... All Out. Oh, shit, right. Yeah, payback and All Out is the same Damn. weekend. All right. Okay. Yep. Mm. So I'm gonna so, say MJF saying, retain. Friendship will come. What is it? Sunday night. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. They'll still be friends. MJF will win. Got it. We still got the the contract stipulation. Are we thinking that might come into play at some point? If you take at face value, MJF is a face now. Yeah, Adam Cole never read the contract. But I asked you guys last week, is there anything MJF can do to get booed? And both of y'all told me no. So wouldn't that fall flat? And yeah. and this is Wembley. They're in the main event of their biggest show in history. You, I don't think you can do anything like that where Cole beats him and he's like, you didn't read the contract. I'm still a champion. That would leave, I think, a nasty taste. It sure would. Nasty in their mouths. taste. Yeah, nasty like, taste. You, can't, you can't really touch that. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just say that that wasn't the thing. and. It's a title match. Hey, um, I just thought about something maybe a day ago. Who 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 drew up that contract? Do we know that was MJF? I don't think they ever said. They didn't. Right? He just he, I mean did, 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 it's did, assumed though that it was MJF who drew up the contract. Uh, or his it's attorney. Assumed, right? Mm-hmm. Did the MJF read the contract? Who knows? Right? And, and you know Adam Cole, he signed it pretty quickly, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So he probably knew exactly what was in it. What if uh, you got you know we haven't seen Sterling in a while, the evil AW lawyer. What if he's in cahoots with uh, Cole, and he has something in that contract, and that's the way to kind of get Cole to turn heel because he says he's going to do whatever it takes. Yep. To get that title, right? Because as you said. If that contract comes into play, I, I don't. I hope that AW Creative is smart enough to understand that they can't do a MJF screw thing with this because I think it, it'll fall flat. Not only from as a heel but as a face, I don't think people will, will boo like they should. Right. I also don't think that um, it'll work out. But what if Cole is the guy? Right, his obsession with being the champion, and by any means necessary, he created his whole plan, got Sterling involved, and he drew up some kind of contingency with this contract that kind of plays out on this show. Maybe that's kind of one way to get out of it and get Hill as a heel and Cole. I mean, uh, MJF as a face. Man, there are so many things at play that we haven't even touched, and we don't have time to touch it because we just don't even know. And that's why I think that they have an opportunity to do something really special. The pre-show match is evidently happening. There's no way that that's not connected to the main event. Some popping on that one. Where does Roddy fit into this? I'm we went you. from Roddy is now a comedy character. Yep. Right. So like we went from before thinking like, oh, Roddy's going to cause a strife in between them. To now it's like, okay, is he? I mean, like you would think so because there's been a lot of time with Roddy, but like he kicks the tire and now he's putting ice on his foot that's a comedy thing that, that that's not a real thing he's still sitting around with this collar on 
So he might not be medically clear to go to London. He's so he's got to come into play somewhere in this. And then Rhodesia, to your point, we got all out a week later. I just hope that whatever they have planned is worthy of the next step. If this, if, if this is the exclamation point of the period of MJF and Adam Cole, which to me, that's hard to believe seeing that we do have all out a week later. I hope it lives up to it because everything has been fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm, cause I say that too, right before you get started, cause like you think about Roddy has to be healed, right? He seems like a very, like an asshole. The kingdom, they are heels. Like, why are they injecting? Maybe it's just like a diversion. But you can see Adam Cole being the ringleader of all these guys bringing them together. So then, okay, do you... I hate to use the word deserve because it's this is scripted entertainment, but who deserves to win that match? Will we all agree MJF deserves to win the biggest main event in history of AEW over yeah. Adam Cole? Yes. But... But he deserves the biggest moment, right? Maybe the biggest moment by seeing him drawing the biggest sympathy from the AEW crowd. Possibly, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they got got a pay-per-view a week later, later, right? What a way to kind of kickstart that and some interest, the follow-up from one pay-per-view to the next. So if you had to say, and I don't think, E, did you get who you think is winning? Mm-mm. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cole. I'm gonna go MJF just to just to be different because I don't, I think it's a toss up. Yeah. Um, how about this then? Do we are we all in agreement that all out? It's them two again somehow, some way, even if it's not a one on one match. But is does something happen that is still a good enough ending for All In, your biggest show in history? But then you do something a week later to continue. The feud or the story? Well, yeah, as of right now, as a constructed, because if you look at them on paper, they should win the ROH Tag Team Championships, right? So they're going to still be connected somehow. This is so interesting, man. Like, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. but I mean, they probably should win. This the is ROH. really, really interesting. Really interesting. In a good way. In a good mm-hmm. way. As much as I hate that match, but in a good way. Um, what about the tag team title match? How about this? I, I don't even care who wins. We win. We're winning. The I was fans gonna say, win. Do they eclipse the Briscoes and FTR from last year? I'm saying yes because I um, I have a special place for Young Bucks in my heart. Maybe over the Briscoes, just because again I didn't know too much about the Briscoes until just recently. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go yes. It's definitely gonna be a barn burner for sure. I don't know if it's gonna be better, but um, I'm hoping that FTR brings something out of the Bucks that we haven't seen in a while. Because I don't want to say that they've lost that fire. Um, but I will kind of say it seems like they're kind of going through the motions a little bit. And I, not to say, I don't think they're doing it intentionally. Um, like I said, they're really nice guys. They're probably making the most money they've ever made. They're in great positions of power. They're very, very comfortable. Like maybe FTR could bring something out of it in the ring that we haven't seen in quite some time. 
Uh, it's definitely going to be a great match. I don't know if it's good as the Briscoes. Because for me, a lot of it is that I hadn't seen very much of the Briscoes. I always wanted to see more of them. And mm-hmm. so I hadn't, like, so seeing them in the ring was new to me. Like, I hadn't seen a lot, a lot of what they can do, um, just in snippets. Um, I've seen a lot of the Bucks. I know exactly what they can do. Um, we've seen this match between them a couple of times. So it's, the newness is going to be there. It's what can they do in the ring to kind of freshen it up? What can they do to kind of make it stand out and make it great? I'm sure they're, they're, they're going to figure it out because uh, Dax is very great at putting these matches together. And the Bucks, you know, fire or not, they're great at what they do. I think, um, this, if anybody cares, the bleeding stopped on my finger. Good. It's in pain now, though. Oh. Uh, I think if we walk away from this, I think it's easily going to be a top five match of the year. I want to say top three, but I don't want to be full of hyperbole right now. If uh, FTR did, and this is not a knock on Juice and Jay White, if they did what they did with them, if they did what they did with Cole and MJF, we should have lofty expectations with what they can do with the Bucks at the biggest show in AEW's history in front of 80 plus thousand people. And this is number three. They, they all know what this moment means. So this should be the match of the night for me. Um, I can't wait. I, I am out. I mean, the top two matches are enough to sell this show. I agree. You know, but it's because of not really would be, well, Cole and MJF has been fantastic, but even uh, like the Bucks and FTR, if we weren't familiar with everything that they've done over the last few years, there's really been not much on TV with them over the last couple weeks. We do get a contract signing or something on Dynamite tonight. Um, But other than that, it's kind of like, all right, well, but I guess they probably know like, well, you know about what everything has been involved in this. So number three, I think this would be the best match by far out of the two, and I think this will be better than the Briscoe match. And I love the Briscoe match, both of them from last year. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I got I, I got another um, prediction. Like right, I'm writing the story, I think that for the pre-match, the tag team with ROH, mm-hmm. what if the Kingdom and um, neck brace come down there, and they cost right, them? Okay. The, yeah, neck brace. What if they come down there and they cost them the championships, right? And it seems like like they're against Adam. Like maybe they're really not they're in cahoots. They're in cahoots and then they come back. I like it. In the main event, cost MJF the championship. Bada boom, bada bing. They've been in in cahoots the whole time. I like it. I like it. Uh, I still think that there was no way that that match then could have been on dynamite. (laughs) This tag match. You don't need to have it on the same show, but I like that. Look at Tony. Rudy, is there anything else uh, on the card? I don't have the card in front of me. Yeah, Tony so we D-O-B. have the. We can go through this quickly. Easy, we have baby. the. We have the women's match, the four, the four way between Soraya, Sheeta, Tony, and Doctor Britt Baker. I think Sheeta's keeping. It. I don't think. I love what Tony has been doing. And if she does win it, I'm not going to be surprised. But I still think she does going to retain that one. Just quickly, what do y'all two think? Well, really, what's this show about? Is this show about... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is this show about... 
uh, giving moments to people who quote unquote deserve it. That's why I asked about the whole thing of MJF. Did he does he deserve winning that main event? Because if that's the case, I would go Brit and say Brit has held the before this year. She's held that women's division down on her back. Give her that moment in front of eighty thousand plus. Um, if it's about a moment, do you give this moment to Soraya because that's her hometown? And it's like, hey, I know we haven't done much with you, but this could be the reason why you came back. Type moment that you'll never forget. This is your WrestleMania moment. Um, I don't think Tony gets it. She doesn't need it. I, keep keep yeah, going with this. Keep going with this character that you're going with. And then I guess too, uh, are her and Saray in this match just for them to have a falling out? I don't right. know, but give me, give me Britt, just because I want to be different than you. You said Cheetah. Man, Matt was so GD serious. Like, what's this about? When you look at it, you can say, like, all right, are we talking? Because once again, All Out throws all this out the window. For sure. Exactly. This show could be all about exactly. moments. Exactly. And we've had WrestleManias before where it was about moments. And then they figured out storylines afterwards and backlash or whatever, and they fixed whatever they needed to, but they gave us the fan service moment. They can do the same thing for All In and then just figure everything out for All Out. They could do that, but I just, I don't know. I got to keep around. I'm continue to be honest with you guys and say I'm so uninvested in this match. I, I don't care who wins it. Um, I, hey, I want all of Rose to point to Willow winning the championship somehow. Like, I don't, I, I just, I'm just not into, I like what they're doing with Tony's character, but it seems like that's a champion character now. I don't know if the character is, where it should be just yet, like it feel like there's like it doesn't that story doesn't need to be told with the championship. I'm not into Sheeta. Sheeta wasn't really hasn't been made that important. I want to say in the past six months or so, prior to her winning the championship, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I, I don't. I kind of feel like I haven't seen Soraya on TV very much, but she had. They haven't really. She hasn't really been the star of her own group. I'm like I'm. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Who wins it? Her? All right, so the next match um, we have, and I'm not going to touch on all of these because, again, like you said, Tony said he might blow up the whole middle of the body of the card. Um, but the coffin match, I'm actually really interested to see that um, between Sting, Darby, and Swerve and AR Fox. I think they're going to put in a lot of work. You can't have you Sting can't. lose. You can't. And, and you can't have Darby lose. Darby has a title match the week later. Yep. 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 AR, AR can be stuffed in the casket. Yeah. He doesn't lose anything. That's, that's what he's there for. Yep. yep. Yeah, he's. And, uh, uh, I, I can't wait for that one. Ooh, did you uh, see uh, Swerve was talking this talk? Yeah. No. What In an say? interview, he basically talked about mm-hmm. WWE. This is the biggest mistake they ever made was firing him, and, yeah. and he went in. I, I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, he, he's he said that he's he's salty about he was really salty about the whole thing. You know, he had some things about uh, Triple H. He felt like he was never really given the the big chance to be Triple H. He had to come to him multiple times and say, "Hey." What can I do to be one of your guys? And Triple H is like, oh, hey, what do you mean? I am like, no, no, no. I, I know the difference with who's one of your guys. I want to be one of your guys. What do I need to do? But I don't feel like he's, he felt he's ever given the opportunity. Then they fired him. And he's come over to AEW, big, bad, mad. Let's go, Swerve. But he's he's going to lose again. And he, I, need my, I need Swerve to get some wins, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what needs to be done. I like Christianish. Well, he's not a champion, right? Luchasaurus is a champion. <laughs> no, Christian is a champion. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some. I want to see some gold around Swerve's waist sooner than later. 
It, this, this is what he said real quick. Uh, this is when he was just talking about WWE. He said, WWE's business is higher than it's ever been. And congrats to them. Wembley is going to make them have to make changes. They're not sitting as comfortable in there anymore. If AEW can make the people who run WWE treat my friends and talent better and get them better opportunities, that's a win for pro wrestling, and that's all we need. Sounds Wonderful. like he knows a little something, something about what's going on backstage, maybe with some of the folks that he mm-hmm. knows. Yep. Yep. It's just, it's just a locker room at WWE just doesn't come out with happening. Just doesn't come oh, out. Yeah. It doesn't mean that things isn't happening. Um, and the last one I'm going to talk about, because I don't, again, I'm going to say I don't care about the other ones, but the other one that I'm actually invested in is for the real world championship with CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Who y'all taking on that one? And it's for the real world championship. Punk, because I don't think, well, because Joe's not winning the real world championship, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to assume him and Starks aren't done. So maybe they run it back at all out a week later. But yeah, give me Punk. Okay. And then I, go ahead, Ishan. Same. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. And same here for me, too. And plus, not only the Ricky Starks storyline, we also got to eventually get him in MJF, too. So I just can see CM Punk holding that title a lot longer. And Samoa doesn't need it. So overall, excitement level for this pay-per-view, 1 to 10, where are you guys at? I'm at a 7. I'm at probably a 2. Jesus. Because that's only my, my favorite number. If we didn't have to do this show and we weren't doing a live pile right after, I wouldn't even buy this thing, to be honest Ooh. with you. Like, I, we don't even know what the card is. I get I'm, it. Uh, the, only, the only match that is, I would say, is must-see, and it's kind of weird, is the, the championship match, MJF and Adam Cole. Every every other match on the card, outside of the tag team, actually, FTR mm-hmm. Young Bucks. Um, most of them you can kind of it's paint by numbers you can kind of figure out who's going to win like CM Punk and Samojo Punk's winning that um, the coffee match Steen's winning that um, none of these matches seem big time now the actual event itself you know being one of the highest grossing and you know all the ticket sales in Wembley that's a big deal but the actual show itself and that's disappointing you would think that you know Tony Khan and the team planned this thing out months ago to where this was, would be a huge card that almost like a WrestleMania where like where you kind of know the matches and they're building towards these big hot matches and a lot of these things are coming together within a couple of weeks outside of the the main story right like even the FTR and Young Bucks matches was kind of put together pretty recently I am excited for the Kenny uh the trios match I am excited for that against uh, Takeshita. I am excited for that. But also to shoot them some bail, they have had injuries. Brian was supposed to be in there with Kenny. That's a major match. Pac was supposed to be in the match. He got injured. He's out of there. Uh, And there was one other injury, too, that they had, like a pretty significant one. So if you add Brian against Kenny, I don't know who Pac would have wrestled. I can just spitball and say, hey, let's let's go Pac and Osprey. Oh, my God. That would have been incredible. So now you're talking, all right, so now we're cooking. I'm actually probably a little bit more excited than you guys are, and that's just through this conversation. Those top two matches, being able to see AEW perform in front of that many people, 
uh, and just the intrigue of it all. So, yeah, we may know, like, who's winning, you know, half of the matches before, but I am beyond intrigued with Cole and MJF. Even if it was just a one-match pay-per-view, and we've seen some of those in the past with WWE, uh, I'm here for it. Mm. I- I'm, I'm here for it. So I'm probably at about, like, eight and a half. Hopefully, mm. I'm hoping they give me to a 10 with Dynamite tonight and then Collision on Saturday. What I can well, definitely see here is that looking at the card itself, there's nothing wrong with this card, minus Jericho and Osprey. But there's nothing really wrong with this card here. I actually really like the card. I think I'm at a seven now, but at the end, when we're doing our live show, I think I'm going to be like jumping up and down about how great this show was. This is going to be a great show. That's without a doubt. They, they deliver. It's just the, a lot of times we just, the hype and the storylines leading up to it, we're kind of like, just we desire a little bit more. We, we get as, as much hype on this big show that they want to spend $50 on as we do the any Dynamite, right? Winners come in or any other show. These, most of these matches with the kind of build they've given us, we've seen on Dynamite some type of, even that trios match, we've seen a lot of these things on Dynamite. Um, we've seen, just we got a, a better trios match on Collision a couple weeks ago um, than we were getting, um, in my opinion. And then, we, then fast forward, and, and, and Big Big Daddy will be in attendance tonight for um, Dynamite. So That's hopefully, right. You go, that's right. You're going to Dynamite. Represent. Yeah, in Atlanta, right? Atlanta. You your boy you and uh, you your boy fight. and Brandon, your boy and our of our buddy Brandon. We'll be doing some live tweeting um, during the show to kind of let you guys know what's popping out there. So hopefully they make a uh, maybe. Hopefully that show will make me go from a two to a ten. It's happening, all right. I'm a super emotional guy. I get my feelings very, very easily. They're gonna sway me in two hours to gladly show them my fifty dollars. And you know what? And so much so, I'm gonna be willing to do it again the next week. Here, you want? Hey, take some more money from me. Take it. They are back in the back. Hey, and Brandon, do me a favor and make sure you text me throughout the show. You know you're going with an AEW hater. Don't let E get in your ear about, oh, oh this man. sucks and that sucks and I was this is horrible and that's horrible. Anyway. Yeah. Make sure, man, you. like, you don't let that negativity get into your bubble. It's all about the positivity. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, I got, I got my WWE pillar coming with me to the show. <laughs> oh, man. All Goodbye. right. That's a, that's a wrap, guys. So let's break this down. Uh, Dynamite Smackdown Collision All In Raw Dynamite Smackdown Payback All Out Collision <laughs> Collision Right <laughs> A lot of wrestling yep. Which hey I, I would never complain about having too much wrestling. I'd rather have too much than not enough. That's for sure. So, he will be in the building tonight for Dynamite. Have a fantastic time, sir. We will be in the building for uh, the entire week that's coming up for AEW in Chicago. So, we'll have some live in-person thoughts for you guys on what the next, I guess, hell, three podcasts. So, it should be good. Don't forget, All Out, or All In, excuse me, live post-show. We will be on a few minutes after the show on Sunday, here in the states i'm going to assume that's probably about 4 p.m 5 p.m our time the show should be over so we'll be locked and loaded right there check our socials 
for uh, details on that. Once again, if you can't make it with us live, we will have this dropped as a podcast on Sunday. Y'all got anything else for the good folks at home before we get out here? Hey, you might get a big, you might get a big daddy signing on Dynamite. So tune in. No, no, we got, I think we got some cheap sheets. I don't know where we're going to be at, man. And I'm going to be with my WWE pillow, maybe taking a nap during that boring show. See y'all later.